Pelanga, 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 pelanga. Wow, Federico's getting really good at that, huh? So we're back. This is DJ China, tu madre, a.k.a. Maybe. Federico here, DJ Papicultor. My name is Jacob, a.k.a. DJ Pozole. Hey, what's going on, people? Smokestack here. So we're here with some very unique equipment and um, a passion for probably a, a sometimes little known skill, art form, craft that's very specific to record digging. Um, I, I, Smoke Back, if you could give us an intro to this, it'd be. Oh, awesome. sure. We're about to get our hands dirty today. We're going to be cleaning some of our records. During this past holiday season, my family and I took a quick trip out to La Paz down in Baja, Mexico, just to get away, unwind for a bit. And uh, of course, as I always do, anytime I travel to a new place, I always try to find some music, right? It's kind of like I mean, people. I was do unwind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like people go see live shows because they want to get to the source of the music, right? They want to be right there in front of the artist and. And funny enough, like digging for records is actually some other way of getting to the source of the music, like just the experience of trying to find out where a record store or a place where records might be in a, in a town, who knows where, right? Out yeah, in the cut. always going to be an interesting part of town for sure. And sometimes it's just someone's house. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, we fresh back from La Paz and uh, I brought some records back um, as usual and a few of them need some cleaning, and so we're gonna do that today. We're gonna clean some records. Um, Fede Meli has got a stack of records. Uh, apparently, just the tip of the iceberg. Hakobo has his bag of records as usual. So, um, thanks for tuning in once again. This is Pelanga in La Sala, and let's go ahead and get started up. Por ciento, 
y a mi raza le canto con amor. Soy del sur de Baja California y lo digo con todo el corazón. Soy guaycura, un indio con nobleza, muy sincero, valiente y con honor. Tierra de singular belleza Lindo puerto, la paz, su capital Pues en ella se vive su grandeza Y yo apruebo que no hay ninguna igual
Thank you. 
tierra hermosa y todos santos de mi amor. Arjuna, that was that was a really that was a fresh mix of said all records from Baja, right? That's right, that's right. So uh, basically, we flew into Cabo, rented a car, and drove about two and a half hours north on the peninsula to La Paz. And the long way, we were passing towns, you know, San Miguel, Todos Santos, and uh, now you're, you're just listening to songs about them. That that little medley consisted of tracks from four separate albums. We heard from uh, the voices of Los Hermanos Flores, Los Sonadores de la Paz, uh, Grupo. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you say that? Is it Grupo Laser? Laser? Grupo Laser. En Baja California Sur y Sur Arte Musical. Um, I mean, that area is fairly small. And how many different types of songs did we just hear in that like style of music? You know, there was, yeah. there was a whole wide... Uh, you know, range there and you know some of it is pretty familiar but then there were some there was a couple songs that I didn't like the rhythm I wasn't too familiar with you know I, I have to say I don't know the first thing about the music of Baja California or really the first thing about Baja California um, the, is this music that people like today is, I mean is that is this the kind of stuff that you hear when you're driving around or, or do you have a sense um, like yourself Feli I, I know nothing about um music from from baja or you know this is my first trip and you know just judging um from how much i had to look i wouldn't imagine that these records right here for example um that these records are played too much on the radio maybe in in people's homes maybe um in in their memories but um now i really i really can't say i'm just really pleased to, to find some um, and to, to walk away with a greater taste of the area, and it brings us back to uh, uh, to the VPI, of course, because many of these records have been sitting around for for years on end, collecting dust, and um, you know. This one's pretty interesting, actually, because did, did you notice that there's a whole layer stuck over top of the description? It looks like they must have changed their mind about something and like glued <laughs> on a whole layer. Like, I wonder what the what the difference is here. It's. Uh, you think that's all it is? It looks Look. like there's entire sentences that are... And a big watermark, you know, um, which oh, 
you don't really Some want records and water stain. don't really mix so well I'm um, fascinated by the, this back cover there's there's photos of the musicians and you have like this guy Miguel Angel Lizarraga he looks like the regular dude mm-hmm. Sergio Castro's got the full on mariachi outfit mm-hmm. Rafael Chavez is trying to look like a gangster as much as possible Rafael Chavez does not match like you know when there's one uh, of those <laughs> kids is not this like is, the others <laughs> Rafael Chavez is like <laughs> a mug, his mugshot <laughs> I mean he, yeah he's trying to look like those uh, New Yorker badasses from the 70s I don't know the, the man is literally wearing a headband with a it looks like a piece of metal like studded in <laughs> and then uh, this like vest with nothing underneath. Um, yeah. And then Manuel Celestino just got like this nice haircut. <laughs> yeah, he's d- he's How clearly dis- discovered the miracles of a uh, hair product or something. <laughs> Once again, you're just uh, sharing a laugh with uh, Belang and La Sala. We just listened to about 15 minutes of of music all from Baja California, and. Um, yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. Um, again, today we we've, we've been pulling out records that have been um, in need of some some cleaning. We broke out the the VPI and got the ultrasonic that might get. You're gonna uh, tell us what a VPI yeah. is, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should yeah. put some music on. Put first some music then. on, and we'll 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 get to some some record cleanings. Uh, I, I want some stories of like some dirty record. I want some advice because I think we need some help over here. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, well, we can do that. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I think I'm going to pass the mic to who? Jacob, you got something lined up? Yeah, I, I think I have to step in with, with the next selection just because um, I've, I've been to uh, uh, Mexico a few times with with records in mind and finding records, and um, I'm always amazed where I find them. Um, sometimes I, I've gone and had really good luck in the, you know, the typical places where you might go, which are like the flea markets or the, like the sidewalk sales in Defe where mm-hmm. you see antique yeah, dealers. Seen. Yeah. Where the antique dealers are and you, you see like these cool, like old vintage Star Wars figures and like cool old World Cup, you know, sticker books and then like, did records. See, did you see those <laughs> queen impersonators? <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Yeah. And, uh... So, um, and then one time, you know, then you go to other parts of Mexico and then you're like, nah, there's not even point. But then you ask around just in case. And one time I got turned on to this, when I said Oaxaca, and there's like a, actually someone I was asking around like, oh, I think there might be some records in this like antique bazaar that's around the corner, around the way. And I went there and sure enough, there were just stacks and stacks of dirty, filthy records piled from like basically the ground up to my chest you know like five lines of them how do you approach a stack like that what do you do i don't know it's and there's like it's hot there's mosquitoes just eating you alive and it's there's little creatures walking out of the records (laughs) and biting you and then the owner looks like a drug dealer like he looks like a hardcore you know guy who's kind of looking at you like you know suspiciously a bit and you actually want records or what do you actually want (laughs) right and so with all these different little rooms and corners you know just dark (laughs) you just Um, kind of look around until something catches your eye there's this crazy huge antique because someone's obviously what happened is in oaxaca people go there and mine for like cool old furniture old stuff and someone's finally like got on it wait a minute i should just be buying this stuff from the locals and then selling it to the tourists so in there were just stacks and stacks of records and it's just nuts just trying to find it because there's a lot of just american junk and non even latin music and but then in there were just random 45s and i'm just going so fast because i'm getting eaten by mosquitoes 
and I come across this uh, it's a little 45 called Aboco Tropical and it's a cumbia and yeah let's play this and we'll clean some more records <laughs> Um, this is the great Ray Barreto, um, who we love. And uh, this, this record we came across at Discos Viera. Uh, shout out to Viera. Um, we had a, a lovely time in that store uh, while visiting Puerto Rico probably like two years ago now. Something like that. Time's been flying. So the track... Um, is called Hipocresia y Falsedad. But this entire album is 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 genius. So um so yeah, let's let's hear it. Huh? And uh, maybe just to quickly mention, uh, just a quick appreciation to to Arjuna because this and some other records we're going to be playing have been sitting in our basement for a couple years, real dirty, really really. Oh dirty. yeah, this is fresh, freshly cleaned. I don't think we've ever heard this record until today. So. As of, you know, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I just want to say how incredible that is. That you can have music <laughs> this good sitting in your basement for two years or however, however long. Yeah. So here we have for you...
la hipocresía y la falsedad al fin se descubrirán este consejo te voy a dar traición trae la soledad
All right, um, so I reckon. Yeah, and it's all, and it's every, every. It was simple, nearly impossible to choose which track to put on. But so it. worth cleaning, man. That I can't believe you had that so just sitting dirty. That, I know, that. I know, I know. Um, so again, that was uh, "Hipocresía y Falsedad" um, by Ray Barreto, and that in case that means hypocrisy and falsehood, correct? Uh, and, and this was a treasure we found at Discos Viera in Puerto Rico. So I just want to give a, a special shout out to um, to Viera himself, who we had the good fortune and pleasure of meeting when we were at the store. Just such a such it's a lovely someone, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. someone. Yeah, yeah, such a lovely presence. Um, you know, it's just it's clear that he he has such cariño, uh, this incredible affection and respect for the records. And so much, you know, love has been put into the creation of that store. It's beautifully laid out. You, you come in and it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, he spent some time talking to you. Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure that I know another store like that of, of topical music that is so carefully curated and laid out and, and clean and organized. And that, you know, he has like photos with every salsa legend that I can think of, and uh, it's just this. This man was in the late 80s, probably. He's just such an encyclopedia of the music. So it sounds like Viera is a, a good spot to go check out and um, an incredible individual to, to meet. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, unfortunately, I have a very sad oh, <laughs> connection no, to this. No. <laughs> okay, well, just, this is a wise, this is a cautionary tale of when you travel and you go and spend all that time to ask around and dig and you get your records and you're, you're so excited to come back home for, you know and finally get to listen sometimes because a lot of times you don't get to bring the the portable turntable and you're just going off your own instincts and you're there and you're sometimes it happens in the middle of the moment even if you brought a you know, turntable you just stumble into a place where there's records and you just have to use your instincts and and you're excited you're so excited to come back and this is what happened to me but usually what happens when you're, you travel you get tired you you're you're just so out of it and you're carrying tons of luggage and so this happened to me coming back from puerto rico back to the bay area of california to oakland and i fly into san francisco and here we have like a bart train that, um, that takes you all the way all the way into oakland and i had to switch trains so i had to get off the train with all my luggage and i do that and as soon as i step off the train I realized I left my bag of records sitting out by the seat. I turn around and there they go, the doors close. <laughs> and there goes the bar train down. <laughs> and there goes my records that I've traveled. You know, I brought them all the way back to this point. <laughs> this, this story hurts me. It just like you know, hurts to hear it. 10 minutes before we started recording, Hakua was telling us about the <laughs> nightmare that he had last night about <laughs> some records getting lost. And I see where this yeah, comes where from. Where yeah. come from, man. Yeah, I have my records are insured. It's <laughs> <laughs> insure your your most valuable possessions, yeah. whatever they may be. But but the, but the thing is, like, that doesn't mean that you can find them again. You know, that's the that's no no no. It never replaces all the money in the world. Cannot replace the experience of of digging for records across the world. And uh, speaking of which, let's let's keep it moving with more. Yeah, so uh, I actually wanted to pull out a record that I've never heard before. Uh, we bought it at the same, in the same trip uh, at uh, Viera store, Discos Viera. Uh, Discos Viera is this beautiful white building in the corner of San Juan. It's a very residential neighborhood. You can't mm-hmm. really tell that there would be a record store there. Um, and then I just remember walking there and, and 
couldn't tell if it was if that was it or not, but then there was this beautiful mural on the wall, and then it said Disco Viera. I figured, okay, that's the place. And then digging through his collection, I found that the mural that he had outside was actually a record that I'd never seen before uh, by one of my favorite soneros, Ismael Rivera. Uh, and it's uh, the album Esto Fue Lo Que Trajo El Barco. It's a crazy <laughs> mural, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> This is, this is what the boat brought. <laughs> and it's coming out of his head. <laughs> it's literally a, a boat that's somehow coming out of his head, yeah. It, it looks like Photoshop before Photoshop existed. <laughs> Airbrush, right? I don't, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone. Yeah. Take and then the I cover also it, has some extra decoration of some, I don't <laughs> know, somebody paint on it or, or something. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers. I don't know if this record plays or not. Uh, I don't know what kind of state it's in. We just cleaned it thanks to Arjuna. Uh, and I figure there's a song called Traigo Salsa. That has to be a good one. Uh, I don't think I know it, but so let's just put it on and, and uh, hope for the best. I'm sure, I'm sure it's the best. I love it. It's, 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 this is like track roulette right yeah. now. <laughs>
Ismael Rivera con sus cachimbos. Traigo salsa. Man, of course I know that song. Sometimes you you dance to this song so many times mm -hmm. and you don't actually know what they're called. But uh, man, like like any other Ismael Rivera album, like any other Ismael Rivera track, gold man, I love this. Track. Seriously. You cannot go wrong with Ismael Ismael uh, Rivera record, man. His his catalog is amazing and. Uh, Yeah, if you ever see a record with a boat, with a portrait of a boat coming out of his head, I would, I would find it. So yeah, you know, uh, just to, just for a little bit of context, so you know what happened, we, we went to Puerto Rico, and whenever we go to a place like this, we usually travel with an empty suitcase so that we can bring it back full. And we brought back a full suitcase of records, and uh, we have several suitcases worth of very dirty records, and we always used to clean them by hand, and... It was really a horrible process, you know, you get super dirty, it's, it's really slow, really painful. You had to, you, you know, what I what I would usually do is that uh, we prepare the solution that Arjuna recommended and then by hand just, you know, carefully like swipe the record and then play the record uh, with the volume up really fast with a crappy needle just to get the dust, the dust and the gunk out of, out the of it and then clean it again and then do that like three or four times until yeah. finally it was in a playable condition and then line the whole house with records that were drying <laughs> so the whole dish rack overflowing and then eventually all the way along the walls along the floor all of them gently placed um all of them gently placed along the along the um the floor and the wall just you know touching the floor and the wall just in their one little spot so they can keep drying like the, <laughs> we should almost, post a photo on the blog yeah yeah there's some pretty good photos But uh, yeah, so what's up? What's up with this? What did you call it? This is uh, yeah. What's VPI. our little our special machine here? VPI 3000. Magic. I'm never cleaning a record uh. by hand again. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that um, because over the years, um, people will talk about my interest in cleaning records. Um, sometimes with um, like surprise. Like, why would you? Why would you clean your records? Um, And yeah, it's a lot of work. I think it could be a dirty affair, but it can also be very gratifying when you, um, as we were, as we were uh, saying earlier, it can be really gratifying to see how dirty the water is that <laughs> comes from the, the, this record cleaning experience. And how dirty it, your shirt is. You feel really dirt. productive. Like, I, I yeah, got rid of that it, much dirt. It's amazing because so the so the actual mechanics of this thing. There's a little glass tube that sits down on the record. And when it pulls the dirty liquid off of the dirty cleaner off of the record surface, you see through the glass tube the, f the dirty foam. Uh, you know, it's just, it's so satisfying because not only do you see the surface get clean, you see the dirt that's getting pulled off of it in action. And, and so sometimes it, it, I'm not gonna lie and say it rivals listening to the incredible music on the record, but. The whole experience is it's it's really quite incredible and and so um yeah i actually i enjoy cleaning records even by hand and i think it's really important um when you're buying records from a lot of these these places um that in order to get the best listening experience from them sometimes you've got to employ some some um ninja tactics um sometimes it involves you know getting your hands dirty um it's nice when you don't have to it's nice if you And just put it in the VPI. But um, for anyone who's out there is listening and, and looking for tips, um, there is no one, uh, no one right approach. It's all about um, meeting the record where it's at. Um, so um, if it's if a record is really dirty, 
Um, and you can see there's just so much gunk in the grooves. Um, you might want to employ a multi-step process, one uh, like uh, Fede just described. Um, no matter what you do, it's nice to have a nice sheen on your record at the end of it. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. Oh, it's just like you can almost see your reflection in it. Yes. And so especially if you're DJing um, and you are putting your fingers on the records, uh, on the inner groove, or um, if you're if you're scratching, you're gonna lick your finger to get a little Dude, traction. That gloss on a record, on a f- J- Jacob's still stuck on the gloss on the record. <laughs> he had his <laughs> far off look in his eye. <laughs> I can't. It's just like a tactile and a visual gratification, and like I don't. It's like this excitement before the needle it's, touches the record. It's, of, it's that. Oh. It's that record <laughs> for play, record listening yeah. for play. That. Um, <laughs> So, the sheen on the record. S- smooth, the, silky sheen. Yes. To get that smooth, silky sheen, I would definitely recommend the VPI. There are other, many other models out there. Um, in fact, there's recipes online to build your own. All you need is a tube and turntable, turntable and a vacuum. vacuum. Um, for those who want the tried, tested, and true uh, results, VPI is a good way to go. Um, Yes, there's a, a turntable that spins. There's a vacuum that sucks. Um, all that gunk straight off. No, I'm not getting paid by VPI. Um, but hey, what? <laughs> no, it, it is a good route to, to go. Um, we're not cleaning any 45s at the moment, but I did break out just in case um, uh, an ultrasonic jewelry cleaner. Um, but it works perfect for 45. You just put some distilled water in there. Uh, make sure not to put your finger so you don't shatter any bones. Um, so it's not to be confused with uh, Clarisonic or Sonicare uh, toothbrush and <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but maybe they'll get hip to the game and use their technology to, to cater to the record nerds out there. So, um, Feli just stepped up. Are we doing a demo? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think he's he's think volunteering. We've got a, a demo um, in the works right now. <laughs> wow, so that is a okay. We're just looking at the cover right now for the first time. Tres Reyes del Acordeon. Oh my God, this thing is. This is seen better days. The uh, it, it's still it's so incredible when you find <laughs> oh records God. that have been eaten up by bugs and they look like they've, they've been flew around on. the world several times and they still have that original <laughs> plastic sleeve. Somehow no one ever decided to replace it with a nicer one. It's still got the original one. Hey, Arjuna, I'm, I'm worried that we're doing this in your daughter's room. You got a good point there. There <laughs> there's, might be too much mold here. Alright, this is the last record. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, we're going to have to have a before and after picture. Um, yeah. So, um, But that's the name of the game, right? If you want an Andres Landero record, you either... Go to, I don't know what you do. eBay is that what? You go to eBay, you spend hundreds of dollars on it. I, I personally never bought a record on eBay. Uh, but then if you want these records, you have to go get them really dirty and hope that they clean all right. And it's then right. have a friend like Arjuna where you can. Uh... Well, it's fun. It, yeah, it's funny that Jacob and I were just talking about this earlier that, um, you know, you can go and buy a record on eBay. You got a job, you got some money, um, hopefully. Um, and uh, you can go buy a record. Cool. Anyone with money can do that. Or you can go out on the prowl, right? Um, and try to see what you can dig up. And by doing that, and then having them take it home and clean it and get all of those pops and skips out, man, it feels like it was just meant to be. It was, it was fateful, right? So um, 
here um, is fairly about to test his fate um, on the VPI. Wish me luck. <laughs> so I'm gonna, he's gonna do his thing. I'm gonna narrate, I suppose. Um, he's just trying to, just turn the. Uh, Can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so he just put his um, record on the turntable. It's spinning around. He's about to put this little, um, this little lock. It's a, by the way, what we're looking at is a big. I don't know what a black box basically with a turntable on the top side. It's a bit like an old Victrola. There you go. To me, it looks like a subwoofer t- turns on its side, kind of a little bit, except without the speaker part, just just the casing. Mm-hmm. So he's got his uh, solution that he's putting on the the rotating record. In this case, it's um, some distilled water, some isopropyl alcohol, and um, yeah, he's about to take the brush out. So he's about to take his brush, just rest it ever so gently at a diagonal angle against the grooves, and, and let it rotate for a few times. Once he sees that the solution has been evenly distributed, he's going to slowly release. That's to make sure there is no puddles. One more, just for good measure. You should see the excitement in Feli's eyes. He's going to turn the vacuum over the record and press the vacuum button. Wow. There goes all the dirty water getting sucked away. Exhaust. All right. So Fede basically has a beautiful, beautifully clean record. He's going to flip the side and... And do it all over again. He's indicating to me that it's a wrap. There is no more solution. So there's just music to play. So there you have it. Um, VPIs aren't cheap, but if you're planning on uh, digging in dirty places for records, not a bad investment. Uh, all right. So are we ready to get that record to listen to? Maybe we should let it dry for a little bit, and then we'll, we'll come back to it. How's that? That was a trick question you've passed. <laughs> of course you can't put the record on the turntable right away. <laughs> Fede is a professional at this. As that record is drying, we're going to go ahead and let another track play. Um, once again, you're tuned into La Pelanga and La Sala. Kicking it here with uh, China Tu Madre, Papi Couture, Fosole, and myself, Smokestack. Um, up next, we're going to play... A track from Hugo de Piña, uh, a record I picked up also in La Paz. This one hasn't been this one hasn't been cleaned yet. Maybe we'll do it before and after. All right, so um, let's listen and then we shall discuss. Que soy entre las palmeras, esas son las cumbiamberas que vienen de la región. Esas son las cumbiamberas que vienen de la región. Con esta cumbia morena, vamos a bailar y a gozar. 
Hoy esta cumbia morena vamos a bailar y a gozar Y al son de la cumbia veras sabroso vamos a pasar Y al son de la cumbia veras sabrosa vamos a pasar Y su sombrerito alón Pues giran la cumbia ambera Alrededor del tambor Pues giran la cumbia ambera Alrededor del tambor Oye esta cumbia morena Vamos a bailar y a gozar Oye esta cumbia morena Vamos a bailar y a gozar Y al son de la cumbia ambera Sabroso vamos a pasar Y al son de la cumbia ambera Sabroso vamos a pasar Oye esta cumbia morena Vamos a bailar y a gozar Oye esta cumbia morena Vamos a bailar y a gozar Y al son de la cumbia veras Sabroso vamos a pasar y al son de la cumbia ambera, sabroso vamos a pasar. Oh! Okay, all right. So that was um, Al Compas de la Cumbia by Bobby Small. Um, again, this was uh, from the record Hugo de Piña. Um, I guess a compilation of artists from Colombia, um, but found in and uh, La Paz. Actually, gotta give a shout out to my student Andres if he happens to be listening, because I have to say I'm lucky. I'm a math teacher whose students happen to be cumbia fans, and he's always talking to me about how Hugo de Piña is like mm -hmm. his favorite song that he always uh, <laughs> had his dad play for him. So that's cool. Maybe we can play that one later. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's cool to have students who are into. <laughs> The same music you are, but it's also cool to have a teacher who's into the same music. <laughs> All right, so where do we, where are we headed to next? Okay, um, wow, well, this is just bringing back memories from myself and when I was, last time I was in Mexico and and uh, I was down in Chiapas and where people in Chiapas usually, if you're traveling through Chiapas, you usually go through San Cristobal and uh, it's a very little touristy area that's in this valley in a bowl. And it has like its own little colonial center and everything. And we were in this one little shop, my wife and I, and we ran into this guy who used to um, uh, live in, in LA area and was big up on the scene of big into the like the urban streetwear vintage scene of like buying stuff from like the moms whose kids went to jail. They're like Nikes and like their fresh kicks and then taking those buying them at you know low cost and selling them out in las vegas for like big bucks there's a, there's a whole racket to that anyway this guy was involved in that can i just mention quickly <laughs> that records is not the only thing that jacob collects <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta get a picture of your shoe collection up there all right well 
You got a pair of shoes with wings on it, no? What? Well, okay, I don't know if they're wings. I don't know if they will actually what? help you to fly. But that's, fu- that's actually funny. <laughs> I was hanging out with someone else with a pair of shoes with What's wings on with them wings? today. Yeah. Except, her, on except hers were sequined. I don't think. Oh, no, mine are sequined. No. Anyway, uh, back to the story. <laughs> that would be that would be okay. too much. So was it talking to this guy? He had this his own. He was trying to like, he basically ha- was on the top of the world doing this. He was big time with this group of other like Filipino cats that my wife knew of in the like vintage, you know, clothing realm, and um, they were big in this game. And then he kind of he basically got deported, went back to Mexico. And he was down in San Cristobal and had this little tiny shop. He's trying to come back up again with like weird little vintage, you know, Mexican things. And I was telling him, oh, yeah, I, you know, I DJ. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know about the store. And he's telling me about the store in San Cristobal. And we went out. He's like, yeah, I'll take you. And we would go to the store and it's, it's like music instruments and then, you know, cassettes, CDs, records. And not just any records. They were unopened, dead stock, tropical, you know, records. What? Yeah. Just tons of them. And I'm... I've, I've never even... Uh, yeah. I never so it's that. like still an original shrink wrap. And I just basically had whatever money I had on me. That's what I spent to the last dime to pick up a, as much as um, as dead stock records as I could. Did and you trade your shoes with him? <laughs> practically, uh I if you so, had to, we would have. Exactly, and so there was just all these awesome labels, and um, so I think I've, I'm gonna pull out this one record called uh, from El Mimar, or Mimar, excuse me, from El Miramar Internacional, uh, and the record title is called A Bailar con El Mimar, or El Miramar, excuse me, and this. Song I'm gonna play is Cerro Hermoso. Como tus mujeres 
dejar de cantar la cumbia de cerro hermoso donde vamos a gozar donde vamos a gozar donde vamos a gozar Okay, so that was Grupo Miramar, and uh, yeah, that was a find. It's a brand new. I was the first person to ever listen to this specific record. It was still in the original shrink wrap, along with a bunch of others. How how old is that record? Can you tell? Oh, it's probably just judging by the. There's no. Oh, 1979. There's a print date here. Yeah, and uh, it's all pink on the cover with the woman on the beach, and there's just all these tropical. Tropical, you know, music, tropical cumbias is a, was a huge, huge fad in, in, in Mexico during the, the 70s. And uh, you can find, if you go there, you can find these records. They're, they're all over the place. I like that groove, man. It's it's uh, it's such a different groove. And, and, that and organ, that keyboard, right? man. That organ. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're bonkers on the organ. <laughs> anyway, I, I I am loving this cover, and that was that was an amazing track. Do you, Feli, do you want to talk a little bit more about? Uh, I, I think Jacob has something to say. Ah, okay, all right. Oh, I was just gonna say, just cues. If you see big words cumbias <laughs> on a record, a bailar, that's usually a good indication. Um, that's what this record has all over it, um, and it's really typical of of tropical this I said this era of Mexican music where they were just selling all this stuff where. All the bands were taking their photos like next to the sea, next to the beach. Uh, it was just a really cool time of, of music with all these tiny labels. And uh, yeah, there's so, there's so much good stuff out there that uh, isn't really is like, you know, people always key in all the stuff from Colombia. There's, you know, Puerto Rico for, for cumbias or not I mean cumbias, but it's Latin music in general just sort of garner the higher prices. But there's, there's lots of great. There's just tons of music was was published in, in Mexico. It's funny, you know, being being from Colombia, uh, Colombians and cumbia are funny because uh, most Colombians think cumbia is Christmas music or holiday music, but they're very opinionated and they'll tell you that Colombian cumbia is the only cumbia and that. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I I love this groove. It definitely sounds very different and uh, definitely doesn't sound like it's Colombian cumbia, but I, I think it's super cool. And, uh, and it's, I've always been fascinated by the by the back and forth of cumbia between Colombia and Mexico. I think we've talked about this before in the podcast, how there's certain uh, Colombian artists that if you try to buy their records in Colombia, they'll tell you, you know, just fly to Mexico because that's where they are. And, um, and Andres Landero is maybe the most important example of that. It, it, it's, it's funny because up until five years ago, in the interior of Colombia, like in Bogotá, if you ask people about Andres Landero, no, mm-hmm. nobody really knew who he was. And uh, Mexicanos love Andres Landero, <laughs> and that's where the records are. And uh, I managed to get a, a few of his records before Colombians found out about Andres Landero. And, and uh, so this is this is one of those that um, that we just cleaned, actually. That I've had it there for like four years. I can't believe that I haven't listened to it He's yet. He's had a Landero record sitting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> four years. Oh, it's yeah. amazing because when, I mean, when we went, when we were over there, you know, in Colombia, when, if, if we're trying to dig around for Landero, I still remember this one particular uh, store owner who was like, "Ah, no, the Mexicans took all of it." With a lot of swear words in between. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't hold Mexicans in very high opinion, but he, he charges them high prices. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so I thought, you know, since uh, 
since we just cleaned this record. <laughs> I have to say that I, I have little faith that this <laughs> oh is going to I think God. part of this record just fell off as he <laughs> waved it in front of us. Wow. And it's, it's really... It's, this, I mean, yeah. not the record, but the, the sleeves is just... Tatters. It's a mess, but... Um, and I mean, we just cleaned it, but I'm a little skeptical that this is going to sound very clean <laughs> with the first try. But we're going to try it out. Hopefully it won't skip too much. Uh, hopefully we'll even be able to hear the song. Uh, and again, this is another song that I haven't heard, but uh, Andres Landero, Noche de Cumbia, that, that's a good song. I don't need to hear it to know that. <laughs> so let's hear it. I mean, I guess uh, I, I guess to your to your point, Federico, of not knowing whether or not that was going to play through. Uh... It went almost all the way through, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when that happens, you always hope that it's a bump and not a hole. Right? If it's a bump, maybe you can clean it off. If it's like a real scratch, then yeah, that's not you, you can't really do nothing about scratches. And unfortunately, the reason why so many of these records are in the condition in terms of scratches and clicks and um, background noise is from what I've understood is actually just unfortunately the equipment that people were using to play them on um, people had you know the, the personal 
record players that people had back in the day in the 70s and the Needles, they just, like, frankly, if you listen to it enough, you just tear out and wore through the record. And, uh, and you can tell oh, this record has been played a, a, a lot of times. Just, a, just, to, just to say this again, so that was Andres Landero, the track is Noche de Cumbia, and this is actually part of a, a series of maybe possibly my three favorite eh, vallenateros, el, el Pollo Martínez, el Pollo Vallenato, Luis Enrique Martínez, Alejandro Durán, and uh, Andres Landero. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just uh, How much did you pay for that record? <laughs> I, I paid uh, mil pesos, that's uh, half a dollar. Yeah, yeah and, 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 uh, and this is a volume in six. This is volume in six, yeah. It's a, it's, there's several volumes, and uh, any one of them. We have, we have another one, and any volume of this collection is just gold. Wow. It's mm-hmm. just so good. This one's extra special because not only is it gold, it's also mold. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's definitely visi- visible uh, biological um, activity happening on this record cover. This was uh, we found this one at the at the place next to the toilet stall. So maybe that explains something. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was a that was a that was a, a special day. So uh, you know. The, the one where Federico, um, with his with the with the planning of the day, uh, happened to wear a white shirt that was no longer white by the time we were done. Um, so, I was gonna say, so keep that in mind when you come to a Belanga party. We're not just playing uh, MP3s that we've downloaded, but we're we're playing records that we've scoured from dark and dirty places uh, where there's stolen toilets. Clean them off after we brought them home with love for your listening and dancing enjoyment so true yeah um yeah and you know often we've the, there's the whole bitten by insect thing i think that that was the particular stash we we brought back to bogota with us and then i woke up in the morning with a bunch of mysterious insect bites that was in san francisco not in bogota no i think it happened in both places <laughs> i think i remember something buzzing around the room in bogota they're they're they're, they're resilient little little beaches um, yeah, so from from the same stack, same spot, um, we've got uh, Acosta Sus Tremendos here. Um, this track is called I Me Critican. Um, Me Critican? Better not do that. Yeah, he's, he's about, it's about being criticized. Um, it's the second track over here, so. Um, and this is, again, Acosta y Sus Tremendos. The album is called Guasalu. Yeah. 
Costa y sus tremendos off of the album Guasalu. And you know, one of the things that I really love um, about having dug out some of these records is, you know, there's 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 kind of a, a humanizing element to knowing a little bit about the hands that the record might have passed through before you. And um, this one was uh, the property of Radio Santander. Um, so it looks like this was the, the radio channel's um, record for a while. So but that was that was pretty cool to see the stamps all over it. We've talked about we've talked about a few things that we've found in records in the past: love notes and dirty like fried chicken grease fingerprints, all you, kinds of things. You, you you can also tell whether or not the the person. Um, You know, if the, if the record's well-loved enough, whether or not they were left-handed or right-handed. Yeah, right, right. You know, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but... If you, the reason that this record called my attention is this sign that says Estéreo. And I don't, I don't know why it is, but I feel like every Colombian record that has that particular Estéreo sticker is really damn good. You know, I, I... And that one right there in particular has been placed on as a sticker after. It's not part of the, the design. Yeah, but no, I, yeah, I don't know if it was if it was some uh, label or, or I don't I don't know what it is, but I really notice it in a lot of records. And I, whenever I see it, I pick it up, and uh, it's a lot of these kind of heavier hitting tracks, and, and also with like a, I don't know, really beautiful uh, arrangements. Yeah, there must have been some stuff. special designation. You know, something else I wanted to share about the memory of these past two records that that was really special was that um, that Federico's mom came with us. Yeah. So she was there <laughs> digging through records. So it was a an intergenerational experience, and you know, we're in this place that everybody was warning us against going to. And I think it speaks to the to the nature of Federico's mom. That she was, you know, she was this woman who was like, "Yeah, I'm going in there with you. I, I, I want to see what this is about." You know. And in the meantime, they're offering her. They're, I mean, they're offering us like drugs, guns, everything. What you want? <laughs> <laughs> But the fact is that you know. 
given the nature of your mother's work, she'd oh, yeah, probably she'd, been in places yeah, with yeah, yeah, far yeah. more going on than that. Yeah. Again, here in La Sala, we like to wax poetic about all things records and you know for many reasons because records for us vinyl records hold such an important place in in our lives for you know for many reasons probably a great example of that being what maybe just mentioned about you know about this intergenerational record digging experience um, which was used to be more common you know you used to find records in and the 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 drug stores and families would go there and you know give their daughter or son a quarter and have them go pick out a 45 which just just doesn't i'm sure that there's families being gathered around itunes um <laughs> maybe on exception Takes some imagination to but you know it's those. just it's just a different um like you said it's just a, just a different humanizing um, um aspect to, to digging for records so uh thank you for for entertaining all of this with us um, we have another track lined up. Okay, I got this. Uh, another record from Mexico called, uh, well, from the group Los Hermanos Martinez del Allende um, NAL, which I believe is Norte Leon. And um, so I'll give you guys a choice between two titles Bailando and Shorts. Or, or, <laughs> Sopita de Camarón. I mean,. Sopito sounds cool, but uh, <laughs> gotta go for the shorts. Okay, bailando in shorts, it is.
That was amazing. My God, what a find. Did you uh, feel like you wanted to get in your shorts? <laughs> Start dancing. Absolutely. Yes. In California, we get to be in our shorts right yeah. now. <laughs> uh. Yes, definitely. It's a short shorts. <laughs> yeah, this Mexico, the, the cumbia Mexico, this just has its own flavor, its own distinct like, sound and style that that's different from Colombia or Peru or Argentina. I love that, man. I love, I love how cumbia just went everywhere and took its own shape in, in every every different yeah. place. And it just, you know, just like any kind of music, it keeps evolving and you can't be a purist about it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're fans of food and music, yeah, if you're fans of cumbia sonidera, you can hear the, the foundation of that in, in these older tracks. Yeah. For sure. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you everybody for coming into the La Sala with us and kicking it and listening to some very dirty, <laughs> but now clean records. And, um, and hopefully this, you know, maybe inspires you a little bit to go out there and not be so afraid of getting your fingers dirty. Um, because you know you can just like you can wash your hands you can wash your records <laughs> as well you should wash your hands <laughs> and you should wash your records Smokestack thank you so much for having yes. us over and, thank and letting you. us borrow this beautiful machine the only trouble you're going to have is that now we're going to be knocking on your door tomorrow morning to oh. keep going and oh. probably every morning of course that means maybe more uh, more La Sala episodes I like that so they, that's like a bumper sticker right there. <laughs> you can wash your hands and you can wash your records. Or you can wash your hands. You can wash your records just like you wash. It sounded better whatever <laughs> you said. What it. you said. What you said. What you said. <laughs> and what we say is thank you once again for tuning in to Belanga and La Sala. It's getting late here. We're fading out. Yeah, just um, if you can, just keep uh, letting us know what you think. Subscribe. We would love it if you subscribe to the this podcast. And um, if you have your favorite cleaning solution, let us know. Let, let us know. know. And we'll keep making these podcasts for you, and keep bringing more music from um, from our crates. Yeah, and also if you have any requests, you know, we 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 like we we love meeting here and, and having an excuse to to play some music and talk about music uh, with each other. But yeah, if there's any kind of music that you that you want us to to feature, we can see what we find in our in our crates. And, yeah, requests or, or questions about yeah, anything that we played or, you know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so thank you so much to everybody for listening. And uh, hope to check you soon in uh, the next episode of Pelanga en la Sala. 